0: in the line sports media a sports gambling podcast by betters for betters connecting you with the brightest sharpest and most electric personalities in all the sports gambling industry so as always pull up a chair open up your mind and get ready to receive knowledge you won't find anywhere else we can't thank you enough for joining us and we hope you enjoy this is wise words Good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and beautiful gambling people joining us on episode number four, four already of the Wise Words podcast. I am your humble host, Colton, Colt45, Soroka, and I can't thank you enough for choosing to stop by and get some of the best insights and analysis on the market from some of the brightest and sharpest minds in all of the sports gambling industry. Now, my friends, if you don't know by now, we have had electric guest after electric guest, and we have yet another nuclear power plant here today joining us on the show. But I have said us one too many times without bringing in the second half of the TTL Sports Media crew. So it is first my pleasure to bring in the co-host of the Wise Words podcast, just as he is on every every episode of the Talkin' the Line podcast, Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. Ladies and gentlemen, you know him as the man, the myth, and the degenerate gambling legend, and let's not forget the TTL resident cheesehead himself, Mr. Riley, Armags, Magnuson. Partner!
1: How you doing over there today, pal? My man, I'm doing pretty damn solid. As you mentioned, my cheese heads. it seems like as we uh, week by week, as we do these wise words, the tune and mood in uh, in Packerland continues to increase week over week. So we might have to keep doing these through February for my own sake here. But uh, I'm doing pretty fantastic, man. I'm uh, ready to get dove into the show today because we've got, a, like you said, a nuclear power plant, electricity of a guest here. So I'm ready to be a rocking, man.
0: Absolutely, my friend. Um, We're going to stay off the Bears for the time being. Uh, We're not going to touch that. We're going to stay off of that. And uh, please, please, to a minimum, partner, all of your Packers nonsense. I've been dealing with it for the last 24 hours. Please, for crying out loud. Just kidding. But you are right. My friend, we have an electric guest. Let me tell you about him. This man is one of the sharpest in all of the sports gambling industry. You can get the majority of his knowledge on his flagship podcast, the Cash Consideration Show with co-host Mr. Carl Haskell and Dan Alexander. But you can also see his insights featured across multiple media outlets such as VSIN, Sportsgrid, Sirius XM, Sport Map Radio, MLB Network, the Hammerdown Podcast, and more outlets than I have time to name on this introduction. You can find his story time from the book, and nobody knows shit segments all across gambling Twitter. And if you don't follow him on there, you are severely missing out. Ladies and gentlemen, shows all across our industry vie for but a few moments of his time, and he has been so kind to grace us with the next 30 to 45 minutes of his presence. So without further ado, it is my pleasure to bring in professional sports betting analyst and content creator, Las Vegas sports book veteran odd maker, and the sports book consiglier himself, Mr. Dave Sharpen. Wow. Welcome in. Wow.
2: <laughs> First of all, I'm glad to be here. Second of all, you're hired. You that was the best Intro promo. I'm on shows nonstop all the time. That was. I'm gonna talk to. I'm gonna talk to newbie. I'm gonna talk to Carl. We got. We got Colton coming on. We got Riley sitting there just observing. You (laughs) know. Go. Let's go. I mean, let's (laughs) let's go. I'm fired up. I was fired up to come. Now I'm on the edge of my seat. I can't wait.
0: That's what we're going for. (laughs) That's what we love to hear. And folks, if you can't tell already. This guy is our guy, the Sportsbook Consigliere. Uh, We cannot wait to share all of his knowledge with you guys. And once again, Dave, thank you so, so much for uh, stopping by and hanging out with us, giving us some of your wise words.
2: Oh, man, again, I appreciate, you know, I tell people this all the time. Like, if you want to talk, just reach out because, like, I'm active on Twitter. You Mm. guys see that. I mean, you know, you get in, you DM me or, or say, hey, can I DM you and I'll DM you and we'll trade numbers? It was quick, right? I mean, like mm-hmm. you sent Absolutely. me a DM. I sent you a text. We said, boom, let's go. Let's do the show. We do the show. Oh, you do a show called Wise Words. You want to talk about sports gambling? Let's go. I, and I the it. community is there. So I I, I, I got to tell you guys, you know, not everybody's like me. A lot <laughs> of people true. don't respond. Right. A lot of people don't want to <laughs> sure. talk to people. Sure. I'm glad you reached out. I can't wait to see you know where this conversation goes. I anyone that wants to talk about this stuff, and you know has an open mind and either wants to learn or just wants to listen or has something to offer me, I'm down. Let's go.
0: Absolutely. Well, that is uh, looks like it's going to be the theme of the show. Let's go. <laughs> so first things first, my friend, uh, coming from me. Now I mentioned it in your intro there, uh, but if you guys don't follow him on Twitter. Uh, he has the story time from the book and the nobody knows shit I absolutely love those I get a kick out of them every single time I love I actually shouted out your uh, splash the pot Texas A&M on our daily show today Um, got such a good kick out of that but I know there were probably plenty of them across college football and NFL uh, this weekend going to the nobody knows shit segment what was the best one from this weekend of action
2: oh man let me take a quick look well, I mean, can you say maybe? Oh, I don't know, because all the rhombuses and a parallelogram, But my nicknames <laughs> for the sharps. There, everybody was on the lions because that line moved down. Yeah. Which one is nobody knows shit. I mean, can you go with the Buccaneers? I mean, like I'm wearing the Rams hat. Yeah. Of, I mean, live too late, but I like, think so. right? We told everybody. Uh, on our show, and I and I joked kind of mockingly all week. I drove around yeah. a couple different places, mm-hmm. looking for anyone that liked the Rams. So I could I couldn't yeah. find them. Like, and even like Saturday was in the book. And I jokingly asked a few people because I wore the Tampa Bay hat on purpose all mm. week—the creamsicle hat, which is a sweet right. ass
0: hat. But yeah, you can't yeah. Miss <laughs> yeah, when you
2: ask someone, "Who do you like in the Rams and Bucks game?" and you're wearing. The Bucks yeah. hat. It takes a little bit of coolness to, to to say like I like right. the Rams. The guys wearing oh. the Bucks hat. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> well, I was just I couldn't find anybody. So maybe that one is the one with nobody knows shit. Mm. The one they did know is like the Packers. I mean, and I'm not just saying that because Riley's sitting there leaning back in his thing. And like, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> it's it's cool what's coming cucumber. on with a Packer <laughs> fan. But you know where the Packers go next week? Or what team comes to Lambo? I don't even want to talk about I got Pittsburgh that's that's one that nobody knows shit like
0: yeah
2: the Steelers are they look done and a lot of people let that number come down and then play the Steelers I got sucked in I but that's Uh a little too much bias but yeah there was a couple things and then like the college one for me that I was I was personally on the other side I was Texas A&M and Arkansas that was a game that like you know, nobody wanted to believe it. It was a neutral site game, and, you know, Texas A&M is apparently better than people really that watch the games and see, you know, Jimbo coaching and everything. Give them a little too much credit, I think. Right. right. And, you know, Arkansas got there. Uh, Florida got there against Alabama in a big, you know, in a big SEC game. Mm. Um, and, and I don't know, boys. I mean, like, you're in the Midwest. That Wisconsin – Notre we Dame game.
0: Wisconsin. So was we I so was
2: I. I'm done with that. I'm yeah. done with them. Over. I mean over it, I played Penn State against them and I saw it for my, my, my I saw with my own eyes every same. single play. Mm, same. Yep. And I thought, oh, Wisconsin had a bye week. What could Notre Dame do to surprise them? Nothing. Right. What is Notre Dame gonna do to stop the running game? Nothing. Right. Completely wrong. How about us? All of us Wisconsin people. That bet concert, we don't know shit either.
0: Right. <laughs> we don't know shit about no. shit. Right, But uh, yeah, well, I, like I said, um, we uh, before we started recording, I told you we were on the Rams too. I was beating the drum on our show. The books mm-hmm. have you in the palm of their hands. They flip them from a dog to a favorite for a reason. And then I just happened to be scrolling through Twitter, and there's my man, Sportsbook and Sig, beating the L.A. Rams drum. And I said, let's go. We're on the right side, baby. So yeah. I absolutely love it, my friend. Uh, what do you got, brother?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, let's. I guess let's uh, dive into you. you. got the Rams hat on today. Who's your guy? You got a different sports hat, sports jersey every single day. How do I get in on this? Uh, it's out of jealousy here. It's. <laughs> it, it, is, have you just been building this collection for years and years, or what's it, going on?
2: It's crazy. So the collection has been building, but, you know, the, the MLB Network appearances uh-huh. kind of took a little bit of a life of its own, and listen, I used to wear a hat pretty much every day of my life mm. you know for a long long time i mean you know they were turned around and then i turned them forwards and on the shows and everybody's like hey i love that hat hey i love that hat and then you get you know old guys telling you you can't wear a flat bill hat and you got young kids telling you you got swag and drip so i'm like <laughs> you know what everybody no matter what i say they're looking at the hat half the right. time and it and it's turned into something fun and then you know i got a guy who says listen if we send you hats, will you wear them? And of course I'll mm. wear them. Like whatever, you know, no. podcast. If you have a podcast or you have a show or you have anything out there that's a, that's a cool hat, send it to me. I'll wear it right. for sure <laughs> right. and take pictures of it and get it. So that's where it started. And now, I mean, it's it's. I used to wear it in the risk room. Like this goes back to my offshore days when mm. I was in Curacao. I wore a hat to work every day because I could. Then I was at the counter for a long time and I had to like look the part and I couldn't wear a hat. One time we did a promotion and we gave away hats and I wore a hat for four days of March Madness and I petitioned the boss and said, you know what? We should wear this every day. He's like, you can't wear a hat in a book every day. I said, why not? It's comfortable, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then when I went to the risk room and I was behind closed doors again, you know, in Vegas, I was like, oh, guys, I'm going to wear a hat to, to work every day. And I did for the longest time. And then the boss was like, Dude, you can't wear a hat because if you wear a hat, everybody got to wear a hat. I'm like, mm-hmm. what is the big deal? We're in a room. We ain't seeing nobody. <laughs> right. Let everybody be comfortable. So it turned into something a lot of fun, and now I get to wear a hat every day, and I get yeah. these cool new ones sent to me. When teams do good, you know, I they, they ask, what teams are you looking at? So this one just came a little too late. I wanted this thing <laughs> on Friday. Well, I was going to wear this thing on last Friday last and week. wear it all weekend, but this is all right.
1: Well last week on top of the creamsicle uh Tampa Bay uh Bucks hat you had the uh the old double race shirt. I was jealous about that one the most. Oh, oh. man,
2: I, I got a guy with these okay. with this throwback okay. uh Mitchell and Ness jerseys. Yeah, I yeah. picked hmm. up some really good ones It's some <laughs> really good bargain basement prices, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah and yeah. uh yeah, I'm in the market for a couple more. Those are cool because I mean yeah, for me, yeah, baseball is still like you know, when I was a little kid, I see these uniforms and these reminders of stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was a that was a fun one. And when I saw it, it, it was the last one. So I was like, I don't care what that raise one cost. <laughs> yeah. I want that one right
0: now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Scoop it, scoop For it. Sure. I don't know what it is, but it's like all of the Miami teams. I'm thinking like of the Dolphins and the Rays and also the Marlins. They have like the coolest color schemes in different jerseys, especially the throwback jerseys like that. Yeah, that Rays one. I saw that Rays up one. I love yeah. that one. All right. Well, uh, never know where we're going to go here on wise words. We get to find all types (laughs) of shit out about sports book and say, you ain't finding it anywhere else. Let's uh, go back a little bit to something you hit on there and something I kind of was going to segue into. So you're segueing for me. I absolutely love it. Now you mentioned, um, being in Curaçao and then also in Vegas, both sides of the counter in the risk room, all that stuff. Now, I won't get all the way into that because we'd obviously be here probably for the next two days going through all the stuff you've done in the industry. But with you having all those different jobs behind the counter, in front of the counter, what are some of the biggest changes that you've seen, let's say, over the last year? And then going from that, what is the future of sports betting and kind of the content created behind it look like? I mean, it's obviously at its peak right now. Are we is there a ceiling above this ceiling, or are we kind of at the peak of where we'll be seeing things?
2: cool I go back to the days of answering a phone for a bookie in the you know in the basement of a barber shop. Like, I mean, yeah. that was that was yeah. so yeah. like I mean I <laughs> handed out the tip sheets for the for the local guy up the street. Like he said, give it to your friends, and they were parlay cards that you tore off the bottom stub. Every game was three or seven, and ties lost. I mean, it was crazy. You know, a five-teamer paid eight, six to one or something like that. <laughs> and now I've gone from, you know, doing that and graduating college at Penn State to then moving to Curacao, spent some time in the Dominican Republic, came back, and then got out of the business for a couple of years and got into, like, handicapping services and was actually trying to promote a radio show back then. Now, this is the mm-hmm. late 90s. Couldn't talk about all this stuff then. I was like, guys, this is the future. I used to sit with stockbrokers and say, you know, the sports betting is just like the stock market stuff, but it's actually more legit because they play the games. You guys (laughs) control all the prices back there and, you know, manipulate this stuff. Yeah. So I moved to Phoenix after moving back to Pittsburgh from, you know, Curacao. Mm -hmm. Couldn't live in the cold anymore. Moved to Phoenix first, end up in Vegas, get back in the book. Mm -hmm. Now I'm working in a book. Started at the Golden Nugget. We had boards behind us that we wrote on. Now everything's electronic. Now you just type a button. You get a feed. It just imports right into the board. You don't have to do anything. Before, you had to physically set up the board. You had to write it. I, I had nice handwriting. I was I was <laughs> cursed with having to do the boards and put the lines up. It's terrible. But having good penmanship is a both a blessing and a curse. It's unbelievable. Um, and then... From there, made my way out to the M, and we started mm-hmm. this account wagering. And nobody in Vegas was like, what are you talking about? You want We don't want to do account wagering. It was bring cash to the counter. We'll take it. Right. And it changed. And then from there, you got like in-game wagering. You know, we were trying it back then. Nobody was interested. Mm. Now it's the wave of the future. That and prop bets. I mean, that's at least what they're telling you. Personally, I'll tell you, there's not as much handle on that stuff as anyone really wants you to believe, but that's a whole nother story. Companies are selling for billions of dollars with a B based on some of that, you know, nobody knows shit stuff.
1: Uh Unfortunately, (laughs) I know
2: it and that's fine. Anyhow, one year, um, you know, I'm in the book and I'm in the business. I did all the jobs pretty much. And I start doing radio shows and TV shows as a person in the book and All anybody wants to talk about is like ticket count, bet percentage, who does the book need and all this other stuff. And I was like, guys, I could have my book need this. Colt could have his book need this. And Riley could have his book need this. None of it's It's not all the same. Like, what what does it even matter? Mm. So I'm a big guy. Like, none of that stuff matters to me it's the stories and that's kind of like what i write about and stuff and i like to tell them now and i mean i have a tiktok for god's sakes and all these <laughs> other podcasts and stuff. it's so much fun yeah. it's supposed to be fun
0: yeah yeah, yeah.
2: so to, to get to roundabout way of answering your question love it a year ago um you know i had a stroke and mm. i got pretty much i was out of the business but i woke up and it was like I, and thank god i had an unbelievable experience You know, while I was out and I kind of said, you know what? The hell with this. I'm doing content Hmm. and the content that I think like I'm doing is different in a lot of ways because it's mostly fun and it's mostly sports. It's not that highly technical, like boring stuff or I'm not dancing on TikTok yet. I'm not out of the realm of possibility (laughs) of actually doing it. I'm not above it. I'm really not. I'm really not. But if I have to, I will. But there's everything in between. And I yeah. think the the, the the beauty of all of this, are we at the ceiling yet, Colt? Hell no. I don't think we're close. Love Somebody it. asked me, what inning are we in if it's a baseball game? I said, it's the top of the second. I think it's the top of the second.
0: Now I, I love that you said that because we talked with David Bearman last week and he equated it to about the top of the third inning. So that is okay. that's awesome that you said it yeah. like that.
2: Yeah, I was just with Bearman over the weekend. He really he was nice. here to see the Dolphins play the Raiders. Yeah, yeah. I just that. went down and saw him on Saturday. So <laughs> that's awesome. We nice. were giving each other some crap a little bit about There's all that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's um I think it's early, in it, mm-hmm. and I think the best way to be successful at it right now. Is to just be honest and be knowledgeable about the stuff. Is I see a lot of people getting into this that really don't know shit. You lose all credibility. Boom, you're gone. Right. Like mm-hmm. you know, guys your age, girls your age. You got to get their attention early, and mm-hmm. you got to get it quick. I have three daughters that I, I live in a house of uh, call it the ocean of estrogen. <laughs> a wife and three girls, and grandma. Papap comes, but he don't want to be here. He's outside all the time, so I totally get it. Yeah, but like, ain't nobody listening unless you get their attention fast. Right. So you got to get their attention. You got to be knowledgeable. If you try to get their attention with this flash and dash and do this stuff, and you're not making any sense, they're gonna p- p- swipe right past you next, mm. and they're never coming back. Mm-hmm. So I love the fact that guys like you are doing shows like this and getting involved and saying, "Let's go." you know mm-hmm. and so i think the potential is there to really continue to 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 go further
0: awesome i love to hear that and yeah with our daily show too we've always tried to have that aspect of it of like we're not we don't ever want to be the cookie cutter suits of we're sitting here and giving you our analysis and uh. everything but we want to we're, we're the real version of us like we'll say shit fuck this everything it doesn't matter you know we're, <laughs> yeah. we're open we're real we're live and but also like you said, that knowledge aspect to it. We do a lot more work as, as you do as well than the average bear that just hops on and says, Oh, I, I like the giants. Cause I like the giants, you know? So right. I love that answer. I, uh, I cannot tell you how appreciative I am of that. And to know that <laughs> the ceiling is, he, is here, but we can definitely blast through it. That's awesome too. So Riley, what do you got my friend?
1: Yeah, I guess kind of going along that same lines, as far as you know in 2021 with the increased volumes on every single game are you finding it easier to cap games these days as uh, as compared to you know back 20 years ago when there wasn't this type of volume is it any different or you know is it you kind of see that public perception and you can kind of pick off of that a little bit
2: my way of doing it riley hasn't changed Uh, i so i i i think as a way to like explain it to people that may be new to this or, or buy into this like bet percentages and public side versus square side versus sharp side. Again, I use the words parallelograms and rhombuses because it's fun to say and nobody really gets offended, but nobody really knows what side all that means. And I think that's the way you have to approach it. You have to kind of put blinders on and really take good sources of information, but you got to cap the games yourself. Right, mm-hmm. I mean I say it to people all the time I used to stand at the counter this used to happen every single Super Bowl guy would come up with a st- you know a strap which we called a 10 dime strap 10 dimes in a strap and say hey man what do you like for a Super Bowl I need a winner and I could say to him listen I got Biff's Almanac okay I already checked it it's going to be under the total is 52. the final score is going to be 24 21 add 1,000 to this strap, give me 11,000 in three hours, maybe three and a half hours, depending on how long the halftime show is. Come back, I'm going to give you 21,000. Done. Guy would look at me and go, Yeah, you know what? I, I, I want to <laughs> win more than that. I don't want yeah. that. I have to give you 11,000. I'm only going to get 21 back. And I'm like, yeah, but it's a winner. Like right. I guarantee you I have the winner. He wouldn't do it. He'd be like, you know what? Give right. me a three-teamer. Give me a problem. Give me something I can win more on. And I'm like, Okay, why'd you ask? So you can do all of this stuff, you can handicap, you can, you know, and it won't matter anyway. So I mm. think as long as whatever process works for you, mm. stick to that
1: mm-hmm.
2: and really do your own numbers. That's the only other that's the only other piece of advice I give people all the time. You want to get better at this stuff? Look at the schedule this week, go down the games, Jacksonville Cincinnati, make a number. Don't look at the line, just look at the schedule. Mm. Write your own numbers and then compare what the openers are, compare what the closers are, and you'll get a process, and that's how it starts.
0: Uh Uh-oh. We might have lost Riley, but he will Uh eventually uh, come back in here, so (laughs) no problem at all. A little minor technical difficulty. He might have had something bail out, so no big deal. We'll keep it rocking and rolling, but uh, actually perfect timing uh, to kind of segue into the uh, next question I had there, and that was kind of going to be all around those lines. And you just mentioned – when you're looking at those uh, those lines for the upcoming week, hey Monday, let's just make make whatever your line is. Don't look at what it is, make what your line is, and then kind of work from there. Now it's interesting you say that, and you obviously be in a previous odds maker. What exactly goes into, and I'm sure you've been asked this question a million different one ways, but what goes into odds makers actually setting the lines?
2: Oh man, it's almost like asking, you know, how to make a hamburger. <laughs> everyone's going to tell you, no, everyone's going to have a little bit of a, you know, add this spice. Oh, flatten it before you put it on the grill. Oh, ice them before, you know, all this other stuff. For me, it was pretty simple. Like I equate it this way. Um, do either of you golf? Have you ever played golf?
0: We both golf heavily. Oh,
2: yeah. Okay. So I'm a field player, a golfer.
0: Okay. okay.
2: There's guys that are analytical players. They sit there and they study their swing path and their angle. And they'll watch video. And they'll analyze this and they'll overthink all this stuff, which it's not overthinking, it's just the way they do it. And then they'll go and shoot 80. I'll go to the range, hit 10 or 12 balls and go, all right, I just got to turn my hips a little bit this way. My hands are coming through. Okay. And then I'll go shoot 80. Mm. So there's a hundred ways to get to a number. Lines sure. making is the same thing. Odds making is the sure. same thing. I learned how to do it kind of on the back of a napkin. I didn't keep power ratings. I just kept pro sports. The guys, if you're going to do this like for college football and especially college basketball, you got to have like the tools that are out there now. That's why the numbers are so hard. Those sports are so hard to beat, Mm -hmm. I think. I mean, except for the totals. The totals are where you can really gain an edge, especially in college basketball. What goes into it? It might be as simple as me asking you and asking Riley, all right, we got Vegas at the Chargers next Monday night. What do you make the line? You say three. Riley says three and a half. I say three late 20. All right, make it three with a quick move to three and a half. And it's that simple. I mean, as long as we're doing it, we're talking it out, the process back and forth, you can come to a number – just don't come to me with some ridiculous numbers right. to try to get me to go like, Hey, we should really shade this high. And then when you're wrong more than you're right, we're going to stop asking you. Mm-hmm. And you're probably going to be outside with the other guys asking for drink tickets. <laughs> there
0: you go. So do they, do you guys kind of uh, meeting of the minds for lack of a better term and kind of, Um, John Q sample has his rating. You have your rating. And then we kind of just kind of lack of a better term, just all kind of come together in the middle and then, okay, bang, there's our number. And then kind of judging, like you said there, move that hook regardless kind of where we see the public being or, or stuff like that.
2: So, I mean, the last place I was at, we had a great team of odds makers and we had the head guy. His name was Tony D. He would make the final decision. So he would like for the NFL, he would have me and two other guys do our numbers and not talk about it and give it to him. And then if he had questions, we kind of had a roundtable discussion, and then he would decide what number we would open with. Okay. Um, every process is different. I mean, like when I was in Curacao, I was doing it myself. I learned from a guy. I was doing all four major sports. It was hard, but mm. we didn't have internet wagering then. It was a big phone room, and I could kind of control the betting from there. There's two different actual, I guess, titles. There's a bookmaker and an odds maker. The odds maker usually gives you the number, but he don't take the bets. And the bookmaker, he takes the bets, but he don't give you good numbers. If you <laughs> find somebody that does both, you got kind of a unicorn. And I kind of made mm-hmm. myself, I, I like to be, you know, in that regard because I knew what each guy needed. And I was that that was that go kind of go-between. So, you know, if you think about it, I think you can do both, but sometimes the guy that does one isn't good at the other. And that's been always for years. We used to joke, you know, an inside joke is like, you know, odds maker or a bookmaker. And a guy that's a bookmaker, man, if you called him an odds maker, he'd get mad. That'd be like <laughs> square calling a guy sharp or sharp calling a guy square. Yeah.
0: Wrong discussion. It was always fun. I love it. I love it. Well, hell, welcome back uh, to the conversation up there, Mr. Magnuson. No just idea. Here, man. Hey, just had no to pop out happened. and get yourself a nice little bathroom yeah, break. Seriously. No big deal. <laughs> hey, if it's going to happen with anybody, it's good it happened with this guy. I think he'll be the most understanding. So yeah. Uh, if you would, so kindly, sir, whatever you got up there, hit him with it.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. Let's move a little bit closer to NFL here. Any big differences that you're seeing so far out of the first three weeks cool. compared to past seasons, or is this a pretty similar season? I know a lot of dogs ATS wires are doing well. I guess I didn't look exactly what happened yesterday, but week one and two away teams had a pretty solid success. Is this pretty close to history, or is this uh, you know is there some big differences here compared to previous years?
2: Riley, I think it's it's already happening. It happened last year with COVID being a way team started to really um, win more decisions. It happened again yesterday. It's happening again right now. I think it's lessening um, home field advantage. I I mean, I know as far as guys in the industry, we're all – I've been tooting its horn for two years now saying it's not three points automatic anymore. It's not even two points in some stadiums. In some Mm -hmm. stadiums, it's zero. Right. Like, oh, well, home field used to be worth something in, in the NFL. Right. It's not. It's not nearly as much worth as that. Yesterday, believe it or not, we saw 11 unders, four overs. Yeah. Hard to believe, but the game is changing, and it has changed a lot in the past five years. I joke about it. It's a different game than I even grew up with. I mean, it's football, but it ain't the same. Hmm um nobody runs the ball anymore Leagues aren't right. protected like they used right. to be right, right. um no one's out of a game this in-game wagering is fascinating to me at times yeah. because you see numbers that just you're like wait a second they get a pick in a, an interception or a fumble or something here and turn it this thing's gonna change fast i'm taking 16 and a half right now you know so i think the nfl is, is different than a lot of the other sports for me college football has really never been better than the past couple of years. I love it. Saturdays are so much fun in the book, let alone in the risk room. But for bettors, man, you guys are in the Midwest, but like it's morning until late at night. It's fun. It's regionalized. It's not. It's it's blowout-type games. Then it's tight games. It's great comebacks. I think college football right now, arguably one of the best products out there as far as betting.
0: Yeah. Now that you say that, stick on on that trend and put a pin in that real quick, Riley. Um, As far as college football goes, I've been asking a lot of people this, and as much as your educated opinion can be, do you think that we've seen so many wild college football games this year because of the transfer portal and all of these big names kind of being able to pick and choose where they're going? And you have like, now granted, maybe not the best uh, option because Clemson really isn't Clemson this year, but then you have Georgia Tech in that Clemson game two weeks ago. And it's like... (laughs) Is that kind of playing into that or is there any other key reasons?
2: I think it's all playing into it. Mm-hmm. I think you're seeing, I mean, the super halves are always going to be the super halves. Mm-hmm. But I think the margin is is closing, right? You see teams like App State almost beat Miami mm-hmm. a couple, you know, weeks ago, whereas that never would have been a game. Right. Um, you know, Auburn almost lost to who this past weekend? Wyoming actually barely hung on to beat Connecticut and mm. they're yeah. such different programs. I mean, it's crazy scores right. every single week and between the transfer portal and, you know, a lot of kids had to make a lot of business decisions last year, mm. the year before, mm-hmm. like, Hey, I don't want to go to school there no more. I, I can change. I, I, I don't want to go far away. I'm going to stay home, play the smaller school. I think a lot of things are happening to keep the college game. Uh, it's not as predictable as it has been in years past, let's put it that way, which I think leads to even way more action and way more betting. Yeah. You know, where you see the NFL, we're finally getting back to that a little bit, right? Like the good teams are good, but the bad teams aren't so bad, except for the Jets and the Jags. The Jets and the Jags are bad no matter what rating you have. No matter, I said it this morning to somebody. I posted it on Twitter yesterday. I don't care what model you got. I don't care what analytics you're looking at. If you find a way to tell me that the Jets are close to being good, you definitely don't know shit.
0: Yeah, <laughs> 150%. <laughs> we, have coined, we have coined the term on the Talking the Line podcast, the Jags gone jag. And that is how we That's, are. That is what we're doing yeah. all 2021, the Jags yeah. gone jag. Because we backed them at seven and a half. We said, shit, that number's too big. They, almost came, they almost came in the back door. And they still jag. The jags yeah. going jag. So yeah. it's a mess. Oh, what? Uh, sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you there, Riley. What else? You got no, you it heard, wasn't heard much. More it, combo.
1: No, it really wasn't much else. He said he mentioned something about us being in the Midwest. So as far as these West Coast games, we just put a pot of coffee on and stay up till 2 a.m. to watch Thank these BYU basketball games. It. That's about it.
0: Hey, just a just a quick nitroglycerin pill yeah, too, exactly. and where's that to go, baby? No problem exactly, whatsoever. Exactly. So um, kind of all that being said, it kind of got me thinking a little bit, um, kind of everything we've talked about. And, and you've mentioned a lot about um, public bets and the ticket counts and the money, actual money wagered and all this information and all this stuff that you can compile into. And, and we've talked in the past with guests of how you can just overreact all of that and overanalyze all that nonsense and kind of some of that stuff almost turns into traps. So that's kind oh. of where I wanted to stick here. What are, especially this time of the year, because obviously there's no sport that even fucking touches NFL as far as as wagered money, wagered amount. What are some of the biggest traps that you see betters of all sides? I mean, even amateur betters to the daily degenerate. What are those traps that you see uh, betters falling into most commonly this time of the year?
2: Oh, I mean, this is on an everyday basis, is and we used to say this in the book in the risk room as well, um, trying to find that right side. What is the right mm. side? I mean, nobody knows what the right side is until the game's over. And right. this CLV, closing line value, nonsense, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've taken bets for a long time. Old school books used to measure it all the time. If you beat the closing line, you had to be sharp. And I would used to sit there and go, are they winning? I don't care Mm -hmm. if that sometimes Mm -hmm. if if they get the best I've seen guys, I've done it myself. I got the best number in the world. Mm -hmm. Doesn't even come close. Sometimes it gets you there, but the amount of times that it does doesn't justify this great. Like I'm a professional better. I'm a closing line guy. So don't get (laughs) caught in the closing line. That's that's, that's one for sure. Two. And it's starting to happen more and more because the content is out there. And I think a lot of people are searching for kind of not a foolproof thing, but something they consistently count on Hmm. is the public dog. The public dog stinks. It Hmm. has fleas and it usually loses (laughs) and more often than it doesn't, but it does win. Hence last night, Riley, again, I'm not kissing your ass because I'm on, (laughs) but the Packers were the biggest public dog of the day. There wasn't even close. Everybody was on them. Well, guess what? The odds makers made a terrible line. Mine should have probably been two and a half, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Would have been uh, a lot more bets on the Niners. You right. hear all the books crying today that, geez, we lost. We had a five-to-one ticket count. Mm. How do you have a five-to-one ticket count on a dog and not move the line? Mm-hmm. I mean, they finally went from three and a half to three. right? But if you wanted to take bets, move it to two and a half. If it falls three, you're done. All right, mm-hmm. you get middle. But you can't You can't have it both ways and cry about needing the favorite. If you want to need the dog, need the dog. If you want to need mm-hmm. the favorite, need the favorite. But people get caught up in this, oh, it's a public dog. We can't play it. The public wins, too. The Sharps lose, too. They, everybody wins and loses. There's only a certain percentage of people. The sharpest guys I know, no one will ever know who they are because all they do is lay three, take four and a half, hope the game falls four. They do it all day, all night. They In a baseball game, they lay 150. They take 168, go back and forth grinding out trying to hold four percent of whatever amount they bet you figured out four percent of a million dollars in bets they don't care who wins and loses they're just trying to get that number up and up and up that's a professional professional better and ain't nobody ever going to have a tiktok twitter instagram <laughs> or linkedin that says that that actually yep. is actually doing it
0: 150 percent. i love that <laughs> what do you got Riley? I mean, hey, I, I
1: I'm uh about borderline getting to my own TikTok and getting some dances to get some views here. Let's but, go. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I don't I, I really don't see myself doing that much myself either here. But uh, uh I mean you mentioned the Packers line uh last night itself. Do you think previous history, I mean what the Niners did to him in twenty nineteen, was that the main factor of why they didn't move that line at all? Because I know Personally, I mentioned on our show all the time that the two games in 2019 basically scarred me to where I was reluctant to take any action on the Packers. Even last year when they played the, the you know, the half shell of, of themselves, 49ers. Do you think that's kind of what it was? Pretty straight up last one uh, last night.
2: I think it was. I think it was that as well as. Have you seen the Packers defense? I mean, it's not that's like fair. it's that's not. Fair physically imposing, and what do the Niners do? They physically impose their will and run the ball, do play action with Jimmy G. I didn't really think that the Packers would have as much success slowing down the Niners. And, I mean, so I was on the Niners. I thought minus three was when it got there. That was the number to play. I thought the Niners were going to win the game. I was all right with them winning a field goal game and and having a push because it wasn't going to get below two and a half. But man, like the guy is a wizard. I mean, mm. Aaron Rodgers is just I mean he, hes he's he's bad Merlin. He's Merlin. I mean he's, yeah, he's unbelievable. So he's I mean man. that's why it's on me. like I, I bet against him. like I I, yeah. I thought, you know, I had him the week before mm. on Monday night,
0: yeah,
2: just felt comfortable laying those points, saw what I needed to see, said, oh man, they're gonna make him a dog, but when I saw over three, I was like, oh, wait, this will come down. Saw it three. So I don't know. Like, I mean, I used to ask people at the counter for years. I used to talk to guys on the phone, why are you betting this? You wouldn't believe you, the craziest reasons you get. I mean, yeah. like the craziest <laughs> nonsense. So, why someone's betting something very not important to me, it's who's betting it. And like I tell people all the time, bankroll doesn't matter. If you're betting mm. five bucks, 500 bucks, 5,000, or a million. I've taken bets for all of those amounts mm. every day. Not every day for a million, but I mean, we used to regularly take 100K on a, a football game. Like it was right. nothing. Mm. It doesn't matter. If you're betting it, you're betting your opinion. And that's what, like the other thing in this content space, like, do you actually bet your games? Well, I go on the air and talk about it for three hours. Mm. It doesn't, do I have to bet it too? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. But I can tell you what I think, and I can make a case for both sides. Can you? And, you know, so you get caught up on all that stuff. None of it matters. Just make your plays. Learn to get better so you make more winning plays, less losing plays, and definitely less bad numbers. That's the most important thing.
0: Mm, Sure enough. Sure enough. Well, hey, I just took a quick peek here, and we're about 40 minutes in. Sure. So I know you had right around this ballpark kind of an hour somewhere in there. Um, We want to give you some time. We know you are an extremely busy man outside of the uh, few little bits of time that you get to do extra stuff like this and We are eternally grateful for you uh, taking some time to do this. We cannot tell you how much we appreciate it again, my friend. You are the man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
2: (laughs) Hey, I told you guys, I appreciate being on, um, you know, and I know how hard it is. One, just to get a time to do it where the two of you get together and you're in different Mm -hmm. cities and stuff. You got to set up a time. You got to do this stuff. You got to get it out there. It's good. It's good just just keep plugging just mm. keep pushing and you know I'll do anything I can to help you. you as you reach out if you get in you know people and you want to talk to people and you say hey Dave you know this guy yeah here do the do the show do the show with Colton Riley Thank good you. guys yeah so okay. any, anything like I said anything I can do we can do um I'm doing stuff every day I mean it's just the time I'm supposed to plug all these places I'm in I'm doing you want me hey, to yeah. do that now? Hey, we can Dave, do that. Uh,
0: we, we can do that right now. But one more time, <laughs> we appreciate the hell out of you, Dave. I mean, yeah, most for real, definitely. You, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For real. We uh, we will definitely heed those words of knowledge and honestly, that your word and that is worth more than anything we could have asked for over <laughs> this whole show. So thank you so yeah. much, my friend. And yeah, um, if you guys don't follow him on Twitter, you can see it in his uh, bio, but he's also all over the place. Dave, please let us know where can we get all your insights, knowledge, analysis, everything in between.
2: So while I was in the book, I came up with this idea. Uh, actually, Alan Berg, who's now the director of trading at WinBet, mm-hmm. uh, came to me and said, Big Dave, we got to do a podcast. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He said, like, we'll get on and we'll talk about the games. We'll talk about this. So it started almost five years ago between me, him, and another guy who's out of the business now. we got Motoy Pearson, who's uh, at He These Takes on Twitter. The three of us got together. It was three odds makers working at three different books talking about the games. It's called Cash Considerations. Those guys have gone on to become very too busy to do podcasts and stuff now. So they're trading and they're coming up with numbers and they're doing all that stuff. I'm still doing the media stuff. So Cash Mm -hmm. Considerations, it's at Cash Consider Show on Twitter. We got a YouTube channel. Now all of the stuff's on there. Hopefully we'll figure out a way to cut this up and get it on there as well, get it on the channel. But Cash Considerations is the main thing. I do another show, college football sp- uh, specific, called Eight in the Box with a guy named Brad Howe. He's on Twitter, at howe 7 former West Virginia associate athletic director, been in the business and the sports side of it for 20 years. Now he's on the air. He's been on the air for like almost a decade. Now he's doing sports gambling. Him and I get together and do that podcast. Every day, Monday through Friday on Sports Grid and Sirius XM 204. It's from 4 to 7 Pacific, 7 to 10 Eastern talk about in-game life. I get to basically sit and watch games and talk about the numbers and where it's going, where oh, I think it's going to be. It's a dream. I, it's literally like sitting in a book. Yeah. You know, it doesn't <laughs>
0: sound very good. It doesn't sound like a fun gig. What no, it's, the hell?
2: It's terrible. It is so hard to, like, every day got to just set the time for what games are on, and i got to open my odds board and screen and oh. look at the numbers and then talk about it. It's crazy. Hey, somebody's
0: got to do it. Somebody's, somebody's got to
2: do, do it. And that's do it. what I do every day there. And then <laughs> like tomorrow I'll be on MLB network. Um, you know, they have uh, reached out. We kind of came to an agreement that I have a, a MLB network personality. So I go on there. I co-hosted a show called the betters eye last week. It'll be on the. I'll be on it again tomorrow. Awesome. You know, looking at the baseball pennant races and all this other stuff and odds and like, the baseball prop betting has gone to a, a, a level that I never could have imagined, and now there's shows for that. So, yeah, man, it's it, and I, and I don't know where it's going. Like, those are the main things. Twitter obviously changed my life. I was doing mm-hmm. it for fun yeah. and just an outlet to talk to like-minded people, and now I got gigs out of it. I'm not sitting there booking, you know, Akron first half, which I'm okay with because those were the hardest things to do. Like, you know, I'm trying to make a number for Tarleton State against, (laughs) you know, somebody. I'm like, well, I don't even know where the school is. How am I coming up with this number? I'm reading stuff online going, I don't know what I'm going to do. Now the stress is like, all right, what hat am I going to wear on this show? So, you know, I'm blessed, very, very Um, thankful and lucky to be in the position I'm in. And, man, I mean, you know, we're going. We're just going for it. And uh, opportunities like this to be on shows like yours, I welcome it every day.
0: Well, we absolutely love it. Love Uh, love all of that. Um, Yeah, if if we can ever be assets to you, you heard it here from us first. We would love to be that as well to you and cannot thank you enough once again for being an asset to us and uh, coming on episode number four of Wise Words, my friend. Quattro. Quattro it is, baby. Love it, baby. (laughs) Quattro. There it is. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, Riley Before I uh, wrap us all up, get us all out of here, all the beautiful people that joined us today. Anything else you got left, my friend? I'm all out of stuff, my friend. (laughs) All right, it's that time. As always, beautiful people that decided to join us on episode number four, Quattro of the Wise Words podcast. We can't thank you enough for choosing to stop by, get some of the best insights and analysis from one of the most electric names in all of the sports gambling industry, Dave Sharpan at the Sportsbook Consigliere. Thank you once again, Dave, and to all of you. Thank you so much. We hope you have a spectacular rest of your wednesday unless you have any other plans and hey partner let's cash some tickets